So we created the idea of having all those things under one club and everybody told us, no, you can't do that. You guys aren't smart enough. It was like the, you're not good enough thing. So at your audience, how many people have you, how many of you think or have been told you can't cause you're not good enough. Most of us as human beings suffer from that. And it's not, oh, yeah. it's not our own words. Even it's somebody else told us that when we were little, that's why they told me, get a job, get a job, get a job. That's all you can do. So the business plan got, it just got stuffed back then. And then, yo, years later, what comes up? All those clubs that are built just like that. So he and I in our early twenties could have created that space and been pioneers of that, but we didn't, we didn't push it. We let people tell us no, that we couldn't. Hello and welcome to Be The Wolf. I am your host, Jenea Barnes. Many people struggle to be the fullest, biggest, truest versions of themselves. They bend to fit into other people's ideals of who and what they should be. They tame their brilliance to avoid judgment and gain approval. A long time ago, people attempted to tame the wilderness of Yellowstone National Park by eradicating predators. Taming the wilderness collapsed the ecosystem. But there's hope. In the mid-90s, 41 wolves were introduced into the park and with this, the ecosystem replenished itself and flourished. The wolves did nothing but be exactly who they are meant to be and do what they were born to do. So I say to you, be the wolf. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Be The Wolf. I am sort of singing intro today. I don't know why. But you're happy today. I'm happy most days, fortunately. It wasn't always this way, though, that is for sure. I am here today with Coach Greg Lefebvre, and we're going to talk about living your purpose. And maybe I know a lot of people out there like, I don't know what my purpose is. I need to figure out what my purpose is. Chances are you've been living it all along. We're going to dive into that with Coach Greg's story. But first, I would love for you to tell us what it is you do. And yeah, tell us the goods. What are you doing these days? What do you do? Thank you. First of all, thank you for having me. I'm honored. I'm grateful to be here. So thank you to you and your audience for listening. Of course, these days I am the founder owner of Empowered Women's Fitness. We specialize in helping people who don't take time to take care of themselves. We have 30 minute systems of workouts, yogas, mindset coaching, all kinds of different coaching, but we keep it small, short and condensed because everybody's busy. But that's how we, partly how we take care of you. What we really do in the bottom line is taking care of the caretakers. All the people are busy taking care of everybody else. We take care of them. So that's what we do here in a big nutshell of fitness and nutrition and like you said, mindset coaching and life coaching and all those things that go with it. That's what all the things so the that things. we can yep. actually feel good so that we can give more to other people. Absolutely. Right? People yes. are like, fill the cup, fill the cup so that I can overflow and give. But most people <laughs> aren't at a place of overflow. Oh. Well, you weren't always doing this. You were doing a more traditional path of career. 
So let's start with what you used to do back in, you know, early 2000s. Thanks for saying only early 2000s. Uh, it was even earlier than that, actually. But thank you. No, I went through college and, and everybody was in my head, you know, go, go to college, get a business degree, get a job, stay in the job forever, buy the house, <laughs> family. Stay in the job Walmart. forever. <laughs> right. Stay in the job there, be a safety, security, get a job. And, you know, you get your little raise as you go along and you grow a little bit. But it was always follow where everybody was saying, you know, especially the parents who say, follow this path and that's their path. We'll get into that. But it was, I was following the path. I followed everybody's path. I went to college. I got a degree. Then I got a job in the corporate automotive sector. I actually started in collections. Accidentally, I was talking to a lady. She said at a, at a job fair, she, I was waiting for a buddy. She said, Hey, you want a job? I said, what do you got? So I ended up at Nissan. I was just doing part-time collections, which is very interesting, very enlightening as well. I had the easy collections to start with, but they hired me on full-time. So I started my automotive career accidentally but in the collection department, but always on the corporate side, never on the car sales side. People are like, oh, I used to sell cars. No, never. I was on the corporate side. So I started in collections, worked my way up those ranks, and then shifted over to marketing, still Nissan, and then jumped out of there, went to staying in the, in the corporate divisions, working for the Ford, because the Ford umbrella, Ford owned a lot of non-Ford brands, Jaguar, Land Rover, things like that. So I was on the credit and commercial lending side of that for a long time. I ran a branch. Then I ended up in Land Rover Jaguar North American Operations, which was a really cool place to work. That's out here in Southern California. Uh, in 07, the Ford sold the divisions. And so in 07, they went back to New Jersey. Now, nothing against the East Coast, but I'm a West Coast guy. <laughs> they said, hey, come to New Jersey. We'll give you a promotion. Da, da, da. And I muddized it as, how's your weather? And they told me, I'm like, God, yeah, 74 and sunny. We're going to the beach as soon as work's over. No, thanks for not coming. So I stayed here. And that was the point where I had to make a decision. Either stay, get a, go get another job, another safe type job, which wasn't safe because they just sold the division, right? right? And they left and there I am. So I go get another job and just keep plodding along or make a decision to do what I've kind of started realizing was something I liked better. So that was my, 07 was my jump off point of making that decision and, you know, making a decision we'll talk about later is very powerful to make a decision. Right. So before we dive into that, were you happy? Were you happy with your corporate career? You know what? I thought so. I thought so. It was cool. Working for Land Rover is really cool. It's a cool company, a fun brand. I had a great VP that I worked with. And so the experience overall was good. I had some that were words, but it still felt I'm just checking the boxes, doing what I'm supposed to do. Stay in the job, do your thing. I didn't really know anything else at that point. Nobody in my family or around me was really entrepreneurs. Right. It was just get a job, get a job, get a job. So I thought so. I'll say I thought so. I love that you said that because so many people really sit in this place. They've done what they were supposed to do. They have these jobs. Their life is okay. And they don't actually know that it could be better because it it, it seems like things are okay. I mean, you know, maybe their health's not great. Maybe they're stressed out. Maybe they're annoyed with their boss. Like they've got all of these things that build up. And over time, of course, those things stack and stack and stack. And for some people, they get to a breaking point 
And other people have these opportunities where it's like, okay, you have this opportunity. Something has changed. You're Mm -hmm. getting laid off. There's a pandemic. There's something. And you get to decide, do you still do this thing that you've been doing? Mm -hmm. Or do you take a chance and do something different? So what made you decide to do something different? Okay, that's the fun part of the story. The decision to do something different, I realized at this point, I've been doing fitness since I was a teenager. I love that. I used to read the Nutrition Almanac. It was, I was a nutrition junkie. While I'm getting a business degree, I'm reading other books that are so unrelated to regular business because when I was going to school, there wasn't physiology degrees and departments and not as cool stuff there is now. It's not, it, back then it was be a PE teacher. That's not what I was calling <laughs> So, you know, so I followed the path, but, but because that was already what I was studying and doing, and I found myself helping people already just for free. People would be in my office. They'd be say, they said, the guys would come in, Hey, how do I get bigger? Any bigger arms in the gym? What do I do? I'm like, okay, go do this. The girls would come in and say, hey, I've got a wedding coming up. I need to get into this dress. It's not fitting. What do I do? And so I'm helping people along the way. And then they, they come back all happy. And the girl's like, oh my gosh, I fit in this dress. I look amazing. Here's the pictures. And, uh, and they're there. You look spectacular. I helped one gal. This is a cool story. I helped through a, a referral. I helped a gal trim down for her wedding. A girl, I've never met this girl. It was just over the phone. The whole thing was over the phone. And I ended up getting invited to the wedding. And went with the, the person that referred me, went to the wedding and they come around saying hi. She's like, oh my gosh, so great to meet you. I'm like, you look amazing. What did I help you do? And, but the new husband's like shaking my, thank you so much for doing what you did. I didn't see what you looked like before, but he was excited about how amazing she looked. She was excited about how amazing she looked in her wedding dress and how they felt together. So just that's like, wow, I just did a great thing for this couple. Like that felt good to help somebody. I didn't even, I'd never seen her before. I just helped her. And that was really cool. And I thought, I really like this. So I got to that jump off point was get a job or don't. Ford was kind enough to be giving voluntary packages at the time. So they're kind of giving me a head start on, hey, if you're going to start a new business or venture, here's a little money to start with. I'd been there for 15 years. So it was okay. I thought, okay, this is the time. I figured out how long I could do it. How long I could sustain if nothing happened, I can always go back and get a job. But I started getting into it. I started learning. I started with boot camps, women's boot camps, because it was an unserved niche. And I started learning, get certified, all of those things, and then started growing the business that grew very quickly. I'm like, awesome. This is great. And I was having a ton of fun with it. I was working about half the hours Friday, because we lived down by the beach Friday. The buddies would all come over and we'd head to the beach like half day Friday. We don't do that in the corporate world, but it was really rewarding. It was hard work for sure. But then that started the whole ball rolling. So, but then 2008, the market crashed. Yeah. Everybody pulls back your fitness and things are one of those things. I don't know. So I had to make some shifts and some adjustments and whatnot, but I did. I didn't panic and go back and look for the job. I stayed doing what I was doing. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. So you took this step, Mm -hmm. you know, so you, you've got a little bit of a safety net because you've got some, a package from your old job and but you start making stuff work. And what was the stuff that made you know that you wanted to keep going when the market crashed? I, things, I feel like that's always for entrepreneurs, especially like the first big 
like thing outside of you that sort of crumbles all your plans and you have another choice point. But what was it about doing this that made you want to keep going? Great question. I already, it, it felt good to do what I was doing for one. I started feeling like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm again, I'm helping people. I'm good at doing this thing. I'm training people are excited about it. They're still bringing their friends and okay. The market crashed, but that still gave me the ability to flex and move because I connected with a business group of guys that were same, same space, but very successful. They say, Hey, look, you got to just move this way, move this way, make these adjustments. So I was learning how to make adjustments in the marketplace. So it wasn't just, here's my plan. If it doesn't work, I crash. It was flexibility, mm-hmm. flexibility to move with whatever life's throwing at you is the key because clearly we just had to do it again, right? right. The market crash in 08 and we had COVID now. So the flexibility, so I moved, I did a little shift and move and I started a corporate division because I come out of corporate. So I started doing corporate wellness also. So I went back to some local companies of people that I knew were there, established the relationship, say, Hey, I can bring in fitness and yoga and Pilates, whatever your company needs for your wellness program. So I got a couple of those contracts. So that helped that part. So now I've got a corporate division and then I'm kind of re reworking the, the other piece of the, of the boot camps and such the personal training. I just had to shift the model a little bit because the market crashed, but out here in Southern California, there were still people that had money. They just pulled it back. So, okay, but your health is still important. So how can we still provide a good service? and still stay successful and I still stay afloat because the groups dropped a little bit. So I went to a few different places. It had to be open. You had to be open to trying new things, knocking on doors, made a different pricing model, different something that looks attractive to somebody that they still are interested in investing in their health. So really the flexibility and movement of that when life swings at you is how you're going to stay alive. Yeah. Well, Well, it's, it's so funny. I think about like a big picture, everything. mm. And structure and flexibility, like that combination is a powerful model for success. Yeah. If you're creating a business, you want to create the structure, the foundation, that that sort of immovable base that gives you that room. But you're going to have to pivot. You're going to have to shift. And I think about the body and bodybuilding. Like You see like be some of these dude bodybuilders and they're so jacked up and they're just like, oh, oh, but they can't even like touch their fingers behind their back. They're like, there was no flexibility. So they've got this massive structure, but because they have no flexibility, somebody that comes in with half their strength, but has flexibility too, could wipe the floor with them in a, in a fight because they can move around, pivot, shift, like all of these things. Yeah, totally. it's so masculine to be so giant and macho yeah. and huge. Right. And non-functional, right? Yes. Right. For sure. So it's it's that same way with everything, like even our relationships. We can't be so married to this idea that it's gonna be this exact way yeah. the whole time. Right. And so we talk about what makes the most healthy organism in a human being. Is that combination of the structure, the strength, and the flexibility? Yeah. Obviously, the nutrition and all of that stuff, too. But I'm just talking about that musculoskeletal system here. (laughs) Right. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's such a metaphor for everything, for business, for relationship, for everything. Yeah. Agree. Totally agree. And it's learning that 
heard, I've seen people just stay so rigid. Now this is what I do. This is what I do. And, and the business is like that closed. We saw that out here with a lot of restaurants, the ones that, that made the move, they did different things. They found ways to still serve people and still be that's non-traditional. Those are the ones that survive. Yeah. And the, the, you got to know your marketing and all those kind of things that have to help you as well. However, you play, like you said, structure and, and, and flexibility. It, it's, it's, to me, it's a little bit of a moving balance. Yeah. My structure's here. My structure has to be flexible with what I'm doing too. Cause you know, along comes COVID my corporate divisions all stopped. Those contracts all went to zero. That's what I was primarily doing. So here I am back to zero now, like. Oh my, we got a kid in private school, a mortgage, all of those things. And all my right. corporate contracts closed because of COVID and nobody can do anything about it. What do I do? So I flex again. Do I go back and get a job? No, I flexed again. <laughs> so I went to online, fired up the, cause I went back and got an MBA at, in 2017, 2018. At my ripe young age of 50, that was awesome. But I had a business plan developed from that education. I said, you know what? Let's take this off the shelf and put this into play because it was really good. So I started online and then as soon as COVID started lifting here, people like, Hey, can we come to your house and train my, because I have the blessing of a huge yard. If you Google me, you, if you Google me, you're going to see the pictures. Uh, it's outdoor. It's an outdoor fitness facility out in Southern California is amazing, but you'll see how big the space is and they love it here. And it's a community and it's, it's comfortable and it's safe. But that as soon as they started coming, then that started growing now. So, you know, as a single person, I'm like 60 some odd clients as a single person, which is not many people have that. And, but, and they just keep coming because people are referring and referring and referring, which is amazing. But that, so that was my pivot to there is online first, which is still going. So if somebody wants to come train with me online, you can be across the world, across the country. We work on it. I have clients to travel then we figure out the time schedule. We get on a zoom 30 minutes, bing, bing, we work out and you're done. So you can still train on your vacation or whatever else. But so that was, again, another flexibility, another pivot that kept us alive. And this last pivot, a lot of these things that, that we think are horrible and, oh my gosh, that's it closed this, it closed that. What's come out of that closure has been bigger than I ever imagined before. Right. What this Empowered Women's Fitness right now, it is, it's not a gym, it's a movement. We're empowering women in total, holistically, mentally, physically, emotionally. It's the whole thing and it's getting bigger and bigger as it goes. We're looking for space now and expansion and it did more people want to be involved and it's really, really cool. But that came because something else closed and I didn't quit. I didn't quit. Yeah. I didn't fail. I didn't turn tail and run. I stayed true to the passion, which I think we're going to talk about in a minute and the purpose. That's my purpose. How do I continue to make that purpose work? Figure yeah, it out. It, yeah. yeah. It's so funny too, because. When we have a business or just in general in our life, right? We're happy going along in our little corporate jobs and everything's <laughs> fine enough. Everything's okay. And, or our business is going okay. And so often we just get complacent. We're like, all right, things are fine. You just keep doing what you're doing and you keep, and you stop looking for those ways to stretch further, to right. continue to grow. And you were so lucky that you had this business plan on the shelf. Like you were like, okay, we can't do this. And instead of having to like scramble and come up with something completely new, you had this thing that you had already sort of shelved. And I'm guessing, did you shelve it because things were going just fine? Yeah. It just didn't feel like the right time to, to put it out there. 
And actually right before COVID, I thought, you know, maybe we should start looking at this. And COVID came and I thought, glad I didn't push radar because I would have went and got a space and closed it immediately. But the funny thing is you say you're lucky, but I, I think it's more opportunistic because in, in the marketing class, as this was developing, because we had to develop a, the capstone final class was develop a business from zero to investor pitch. So I went, okay, I went back to my roots in, in you know, women's fitness and started developing this. But the little, I was listening to the little bells in my head that said, hey, this could be something you need to secure it. So while I'm sitting in marketing class, I'm buying the URLs for it. I, I we're in business law class and I'm filing the documents for the company the legal documents for the company to secure the company. So the company start date was actually still during my MBA program because I was filing it in class, which was, I thought was pretty cool. So the end, I was listening to the intuition of that, but so it was ready to go prior to when I needed it. But as soon as I needed it, I'm like, oh, that was amazing. Cause I listened and there it was. So part right. come of, so we're probably going to get to it is not listening to our intuition, ourself. I'm getting better at that. As I, as I mature and I'm more open to universal speak and such, I, I'm listening more than just running around crazy talking all the time. I take quiet time. I take quiet time to listen for yeah. my direction. And, and it's not chasing every shiny object because there's too many of them. But you, you start, you know, right? Like my email, I'm like, no, thank you. So many objects. Wow, that looks interesting. I'm like, push, delete, push, delete, <laughs> let it go. But yeah, part of it was that. So it was opportunistic to have that because I kind of just felt intuitively that that's going to come up somewhere. And sure enough, a couple of years later, boom, there it is. And now it's in full play. Like I said, full play, bigger than I, I even imagined, if I may. We're next week, we're launching Living Empowered TV on the E360 network. Okay. So like you said, being complacent, I don't just train. People say, are you a trainer? I'm not a trainer. I'm a coach. Trainers give you workouts. That's nicer than what you do. Coaches, education, empowering motivation, accountability, and love. Tough love some days, some days regular, but it's all of those other things that makes a difference in just right. the training. And then that, like you said, that's, that allows elevation. My personal words this year were elevation and expand. So <laughs> you know, my company goes, is elevate. <laughs> I know. I saw that. I'm like, all right, where's the whole line? It was that. And then this year I started off this year by writing a book, the, the making time for you. Cause again, it fit with the 30 minute solution to the, to the people who have no time for taking care of themselves because it keeps coming up. So I wrote the book. We're on Amazon. It's Amazon number one bestseller. So we hit that. So again, the elevate and expand, like you said, so the complacency, sure, it would have been easy to just try to get more clients, more clients, more clients. I don't want to train forever. That's not what I do. That's yeah. part of the business. That's growing the business, but creating the movement, a much bigger thing for more people. That's my purpose. That's my passion. So yeah. that's, that's where we're heading with this thing. So there, there's no sitting still really. And if something else comes along again, COVID comes along again, something else happens. I've learned from the last two times, here's how we pivot again. Yeah. We just, you know, we move this way. We move that way. I have other people to talk to. Part of it too is having a group of people to discuss things with mentors and such. And so I think about my own journey, my own purpose, and my purpose is the evolution of humanity. I had to go real big. There <laughs> you go. That's, that's, yeah, no. And, and, and we narrow it down a little bit by the mission statement, which is when you feel good about who you are and what you do, we elevate and evolve humanity. As I look back at my life, even when I was not doing anything with my life, mm -hmm. 
I was still having those conversations with people that completely changed their mindset and flipped their script about themselves. I had so many different ways where I was living my purpose, even though I was hiding in a hole in a job that was crap and not yep. following any of my dreams. When I was an artist, I wanted to be an artist to change the world, to make people think, to push people's bounds of what they thought and felt about themselves. The threads of my purpose were always there. Yes. And we go back to you, just fresh out of college, I think you were, and you and a friend made a plan, right? Yes, we did. Yes. So, so the, yeah, let's talk about how we, we know that while you were in the corporate job, your purpose was threaded there. You were helping people out. But let's go back to when you were a young man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. A very, uh, very, very young, youthful buddy. man. Now you are a young and wise man. I am wise. I, had, <laughs> I actually had a teenager say that to me the other day. He's like, you're a wise person. I'm like, wow, for a teenager? Thank you. It was awesome. But okay, yeah, that 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 was woven in. My buddy and I, he and I had been training since we were teenagers. We started training together. He went the bodybuilding route. I trained with him. We learned together. I didn't go down the bodybuilding route. It was not my thing. Uh, it was his. I supported him, but it, we were still together doing the whole thing. But we saw the clubs that were out there. It was like a gold's gym, which is a it was just the guy's grunt club, you know, lifting heavy things and dropping them on the floor kind of place. <laughs> or there was the the expensive racket, sporty clubs, tennis clubs and things like that. Not much in the middle, really, at the time. And we said, hey, what if we had a club that had, you know, some like personal training because we're both good at that, but we should have like a nutrition bar in it because we both like smoothies and things. You took all the things that we liked and said that we should have this in one place. So the nutrition bar, the smoothie thing, maybe a massage thing. We didn't do yoga, but we knew it was important. And then the personal training thing. So we created the idea of having all those things under one club. And everybody told us, no, you can't do that. You guys aren't smart enough. It was like the, you're not good enough thing. So at your audience, how many people of you, how many of you think or have been told you can't because you're not good enough? Most of us as human beings suffer from that. And it's not, oh, yeah. it's not our own words. Even it's somebody else told us that when we were little. That's why they told me, get a job, get a job, get a job. That's all you can do. Well, they didn't have the entrepreneur spirit either. So the business plan got, it just got stuffed back then. And then, yo, years later, what comes up? All those clubs that are built just like that. So he and I in our early twenties could have created that space and been pioneers of that, but we didn't, we didn't push it. We let people tell us no, that we couldn't. And it's interesting because that place where that feeling that you're not good enough or people telling you that you're not good enough or no, you shouldn't do that because blah, 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 blah. What right. people are doing is they're telling you about their own fears and their own worries. And what they, what's coming out of their mouth has nothing to do with you. No. They are literally saying, you just flip some words here and say, I could never do that because I need to feel safe. I need a secure job. I could never, I don't trust myself enough to make it work. Yeah. And, and so when people are telling you things like that, they're really giving you strong insight into who they think they are. 
Mm-hmm. And when they see somebody else going after it, it makes them feel uneasy because it makes them think about how they would feel if they were doing it. Right? We yep. naturally do that. We're watching a movie and we're engulfed in the character and, and we're feeling what they feel. It, right. But we're yeah. feeling it through our own lens, yeah. our own reality. So. Yeah. Like we'll cry if that circumstance would make us cry if we were in it. Some people cry during movies, some people don't. So it's like, what is it triggering within you? And so you guys are like, we're going to do this thing. We're going to become pioneers. And, you know, these people that are attached to you, like your family, are Mm -hmm. all of a sudden putting themselves in the shoes of you and they feel all this fear. They have to squash it. They can't look at that fear. You're making them feel fear within themselves. So, no, you can't do that. You have to be safe. Go get the corporate job. That will make you okay. And and really, they're just saying, that will make me feel at ease. Mm -hmm. 100%. Because I look back at the people that were most influential with the negativity, and that's exactly them. A lot of them were fear of like, well, you can't make any money doing that. Well, how do you know? How do you know? You've never tried it. All you know is the job. I could maybe make way more money than you ever thought of, which would also make you uncomfortable because I did what I love and I made a ton of money and I was successful. And it's all the three things you're afraid of. So that was exactly it. I just spoke with some kids at a high school here and it was, it was, they said, talk about your career and stuff. So I did a little bit of my, but then I redirected it to this kind of conversation. It was, yeah, if you feel strongly about something, Go after it and and be aware. There's going to be people that are going to tell you no, but ignore them because that's them. That's not you. You go find the people that tell you yes, the people that support you 100% and the people that are going to be on your side. Those are the people you align with. You don't have to get rid of the other people, but you keep them at arm's distance. You give them a different role in your life. So had I done that, it would have been a different turnout. But we're here today, which is amazing. But that lesson learned, that lesson helps me now provide this lesson to, so I have a nonprofit too called Empowered Youth Lifestyle. So I get to teach kids this stuff, they teenage kids this stuff. I mean, here's where you are. Be aware of this. This is going to happen, but you are good enough. Yeah. You are good enough until you choose not to be, not anybody else. So don't choose that. Choose to be. Fail. Learn again. Fail. Learn. Just keep going. Edison, 2,000 efforts to make a light bulb. He said that's just 2,000 attempts. It wasn't failures. You just said, just do 2000 steps. Awesome. What a great answer. So that's, and that's the thing is, is so had that been different then, so it was intertwined there and then, and then, but we let it go, but still kept, but it still kept learning, still kept doing until we get through, like you said, the corporate piece had that in it, got out of there, the company left and there's another decision. And like, like the world just kept throwing it. It was like, here's another opportunity. Yeah. Like decide again. Which Isn't is- it funny how it keeps giving you opportunities? I want to go back really quick to that place of pulling in people that will support you because a lot of people are going to be there for you when you're down and out. A mm-hmm. lot of people will be there when you're on top of the world. And it's about like people that will be there for you when you're down and out but can't handle your success is because being there for you makes them feel good about themselves. Yeah. Makes them feel, it's real easy to like comfort someone who's doing worse than you. Right. It's real easy to have that make you feel good about yourself. 
And, and, you know, going back to that place of feeling not enough, this is one way that people feed that, try to fill up those holes of feeling not enough. Oh, I'm going to be there for you because you're in the hospital and you need mm -hmm. some help. And I'm going to keep doing this and doing this and because it makes me feel good about myself. And then as soon as you start doing really well, they're like nowhere to be found. Yeah. And then there's, of course, obviously the people that when you're doing really well that are just trying to get something from you. The combination, of course, is key. But when you said that thing about you can keep those people that are telling you you can't do it in your life, it's just evaluating what role is best for them in your life. Yeah. And we get to look at who do we accept advice from. Yeah. And we don't go to our parents if they've only worked a corporate job their whole life about what we should do about our business yes. because they don't have any insight into that. We don't go to somebody who is 50 pounds overweight and really out of shape and lays on the couch all day to figure out how to get in shape. Mm -hmm. So everybody has their own powerful skills and resources. So when you ask for people's advice, you always want to find some people that have the thing you're trying to get. Yes. Those are the people you want to talk to. Absolutely. I think that I've, t I've learned that and I take that now. I, I like to hang out with people that are smarter than me and more yeah. successful than me because it doesn't make me feel bad. I've learned that too. Cause I get, I had to get over the should of I'm at this age and I should have, I've got buddies that are halfway out of retirement and whatever else. And, but that's their path. It's not, maybe I should have been there. Maybe I should have done that. No. Cause then I get the text from somebody that I help, you know, or I help their family and like, nope, this is where I should be. Got to ignore like, like maybe I'm not making enough money. Money is not your, your only indicator of success. It's not about that stuff. It's about your purpose, what you leave. It's like, what kind of mark are you leaving on the world? If I left tomorrow, what's the mark I left? Mm -hmm. Not the money I made, not the cars I drive, that stuff's crap. It doesn't matter. It's what kind of, like, how many people are going to be there and whose life did you impact? And so yeah, it's, it was my parents, they, mom was mostly stay at home. My dad was, is older, so he was depression era. So he, and then his, he's had a couple of companies that filed BK. So the whole, all oh, you got to get a company and stay in there. That's all he knew. I didn't realize actually when I was 16, I looked back even further, I started washing cars, but then I washed my uncle's car in his neighborhood. He was an affluent neighborhood. And then I started working the whole street. So I'd go up on Saturday and I would work the whole street. Then I, then I elevated the whole thing from car washes to car waxing. So now I'm on this street making a lot of money, but that's an entrepreneur thing. Yeah. He said, Hey, you're an entrepreneur. It's just, oh, that's cute. You're washing cars. But I really had a business and didn't really have it, didn't know it, didn't foster it. But the people I hang out with now are all so supportive. They're like, man, what are you doing now? It's so exciting. Your energy is great. My good friends, uh, I have a really good buddy that's one of my strategists. He's a very wealthy guy, self made, so down to earth, an amazing dude. But he he's always been there. He's like, no, he's like, I worked with some other guys and had a thing. And I said, maybe I wasn't the guy for that. And he said, you were the guy. They weren't the company for you. He said, you're the guy. You got the skills. You're that guy. They're not. So now, he, he said, there's the guy right there for me. It's like, huh, he didn't get any benefit from telling me that. He's all, he's all fine and good on his own, but he's the guy. He's also the guy that told me when I was trying to decide in or out, because I started with the, 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 the fitness thing. He's like, you got one foot in the pool. Get in the pool. You say, get in or get out. You're already halfway in. Just get in and stay in and don't look at it. Get in the water, start swimming. 
Yeah. Started swimming in there. I went, he gave me the nudge off the edge, or, you know, other people are like, oh, maybe you shouldn't. No, this is the guy that pushed me in the pool. He said, you can do this. Go, go get in the pool. You're already and, on your way. Get in the and, water. And it speaks to exactly what I was saying. Here's somebody that has, has what you want. Yeah. He has the success. He has the business that's working. He's doing something that he loves. And oh, so yeah. he's the person to take advice from, not the people that are like, I, I, I call, <laughs> yeah, I call him and one other guy for advice. This guy's an eight figure, been in the business forever, had multiple companies. Those are the people I call for advice. Those are the people I say, Hey, help me out with this. And again, it's, you got to check your own ego with that stuff too. Yeah. You got to be good enough to take the advice, take the help, seek the help from those people. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you don't want to go ask the over. I was in some networking groups. I'm going to tell the story really quick. There's a guy, he's like eating all the hors d'oeuvres and stuff. I'm there. I'm reasonably fit. And there's this guy, he's like the weight loss guy. And he's exactly what you described. He's like, he's got little bean poles hanging out of his short sleeve, not the big arms being anything, but he's got his big bowel and he's like, got to stop eating so he can give his elevator pitch. Oh yeah. I'm here for weight loss. Anybody want to lose weight? And a bunch of the people that were in the room all looked at me like, really? Like, I'm not sure why y'all looking at me for the really, but like those guys doing that. And it was exactly that. It was not the guy that you look for, for that. They all walk by like, oh, we're going to come to you for that. I don't know why I would go there, but the guy didn't represent, you don't have to be perfect. I've never been perfect. Right. I've been really heavy before. I was still one of the coach label. I look like a football coach, like Andy, Andy, oh my gosh, from the chiefs, the head coach of the chiefs. He used to be really overweight, but he had the hat and but he was overweight, but he was a coach. He was wise, brilliant, all those things. And you read. Under the coach label, you can slide with some things, but then he started getting healthy. So now he looks good. Now he's more representing his team and fit and all those other things. But yeah, to really lead from the front, rep what you do, you got to look decent. I'm 55. For what, for my age, I'll take it. Uh, like you said, I'll take this at 55. In it's interesting. I had a physical trainer and a wellness person on a long, like almost a year ago now. And I think our title of our episode was My Body's Not My Business Card. And she's, in a, she's a woman who's overweight, but she's in really great shape. And what she, her focus on is teaching people that to be able to do what they want to do in their life. Mm-hmm. So for her, her thing is we're not going to necessarily like focus on losing weight and doing that. But we are going to focus on, she works with a lot of older people too. Do you want to be able to pick up your grandkids? Do you want to be able to go on that walk? So it's like getting clear with what people's intentions are Mm -hmm. about what they want to create in their life, not actually what their their body ends up looking like, like what they want to be able to do. And that, you know, that's a really great system that works for her and mm-hmm. for somebody that comes to her that's like all about i need my body to look just like this picture mm-hmm. yeah no we don't do that <laughs> yeah exactly everybody's yeah. going to be different yeah that's i get i literally had this conversation right before you with somebody else and we're talking about just that it's it's you come here to live better to get better to feel better to live better out there and the grandkids conversation is what I always give when I'm speaking is I had a client that said the same thing. I said, why am I here? Just 300 some odd pounds sitting in a big easy chair, can barely move. Oh, I want to lose weight. And like, mm, no, and we just kept digging the wide, peeling yeah. the onion, peel the onion, peel the onion. And it was tears come down. It's like, I can't get on the floor with my grandkids. I'm like, boom, there it is. Yeah. There's your wife. You don't have to look, you don't have to look great. Yeah. You got to live great. 
right? I'm not perfect. I got a lot of messed up stuff, but I want to live good. My son's 13. I got to keep up with that boy. So I got I to gotta be able to move and be active and, and feel good. And that's such the powerful thing about purpose, right? Yeah. So yeah. we talk about, oh, I want to be so fit and do this and that and all of these things, but why do you want to do it? So I've like restarted my fitness journey after a long time out. And I was literally thinking about this this morning as I was walking back from the park. I'm like, what is my motivation for getting strong again? And it is so that I can have the ultimate power in my body. I can have the stamina. I can really be able to accomplish all the things that I want to do because the organism of me is in top shape. Yeah. I'm going to look better. Sure. That's a great thing. But my motivation isn't like, oh, my God. And this is a big thing for a lot of women. Oh, my God, I need to be skinny so I can get a man so that I'm not alone. And if that's your motivation for getting fit, it's going to be stop, start. As soon as you have a boyfriend or whatever, you're going to stop. So your motivation has to be something. Your why has to be something bigger, something that will keep you going. And and that's, you know, what purpose is all about. Absolutely. It's the why. It's the why that keeps you pushing. That's why I never bailed on the, the, you know, things keep crashing. The world keeps crashing out of my control, like you said. But my purpose is what it is. I know that. I'm not giving it up. Yeah. I'm not giving it up because something went wrong. I'm, I'm not the give up. I, I'm the fight to the end guy. Like, um, you, the fight's over. You can barely move. I'm like, no, no, no. I can still. Monty Python can okay, go take way back. He's like, it's only a flesh wound. It's only, you know, he's missing an arm and a leg. But if you have the purpose and you're driven by that, then the, you just learn to deal with the other stuff. You figure yeah. out ways to work with it. Like you said, surround yourself with good people. Mental attitude. You got to get up and you meditate. Positivity. Welcome the positive energy of the universe kind of stuff. But that all matters. It all works. Have the loving people around you to keep pushing you. So there's some days that I work by myself, mostly. Working with clients, I don't consider like work. It's when I'm sitting here and it's the dead time. It's right. what are we going to do? And sometimes you can sink. Like, oh my gosh. And you got to, and for me, it's like, I got to, I got to recognize it, stop it. And, and I have a bunch of ways to stop it. You know, I start firing off texts to other people. Hey, just randomly. Hey, tell me about, how are you doing today? You having a good day? How are you feeling? It's just start throwing the energy back out to somebody. Get your purpose back. Because yeah. you start, because you start getting too introspective or too, oh, then because your brain is going to take you down negative roads. But to get your, find your purpose again, just start flipping out messages to people. Just making connections again, easy stuff. Get out, go for a walk, go to, go buy somebody coffee that you don't even know. Go one of those things to pull one of those. It's, it's amazing how the little stuff like that just re, reignites your purpose. Right. As silly as that sounds, like that's what it does for me is just reconnecting, reignite the purpose. And it's amazing how something little like that does that. And it's so powerful to be able to, the best, okay, the best part about being connected to your purpose is that it doesn't matter if things implode Mm -hmm. because there's a million ways for you to live your purpose. You don't have to, like you're doing the Empowered Women's Fitness and something from the outside could change that. Or you could have some other idea that you're like, whoa, this is totally also an aligned white purpose. And mm-hmm. you might lean into that. And over time, this thing might shift. 
Or a lot of people, if you're working for companies, finding a company whose values and what they do aligns with your purpose, and you'll probably be pretty happy there if you've got to, and you don't have to stay there forever because there's other things that will align with your purpose. Like Walt Disney's purpose Mm -hmm. was to make people happy. And obviously we know that he did that through film, but if that didn't happen for him, there were a million other ways for him to do that, to live that purpose. Right. Totally agree. Totally agree. That's where I go speak to, my wife used to say, why are you speaking to the kids again? She's like, did you make any money doing that? I said, no, it's not about money. Yeah. Teaching kids is not about money at all. That's a purpose thing. Because you leave and you know you made an impact on a kid, top notch. There's not, nothing changes that. It's, that's, that's, that's quality time. Because she always said, oh, you've been to the school again, haven't you? I'm like, yeah, you know. She's like, because you get charged up. You know, yeah. I get charged up when I come home. And, it, and it's the things that kids say later. I remember when you said this years ago, because I sometimes I run into them and stuff. And, um, but it's, you know, it's impacting. It changes their lives. I work with kids down in San Diego. They're just not tough homes, tough things, but they, they reconnect. And they're like, hey, can we get a one-on-one with coach? Like, I thought it was like school stuff, business stuff. No, we end up talking life stuff with these kids. Like, wow, I'm changing this kid's life. Yeah. You know, there's nothing like that. But before we like tell everybody how to get in contact with you and all that, I want to share this little story about the impact that we make on other people. And sometimes we feel like even if we're living our purpose in a small way, obviously, if you make a career out of your purpose, you're going to be able to live your purpose bigger and more out loud. But even small things make a really big difference. And when you're talking to kids, especially like young kids under the age of seven, so they're imprinting everything. They're taking in everything. And even if they do not remember that information that you've shared and how you've shown up impacts their unconscious mind. I was in this meeting (laughs) with Les Brown, who's a very famous motivational You were in a meeting with Les Brown? That's awesome. (laughs) And he said to this one woman, he was asked, this one woman was saying something like how she couldn't get in connection with something good in her life or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. And he said, well, you're here and you're fighting through. So somebody must have made you know that it's possible. And she was like, no, there, my life wasn't like that. Like her life was not good growing mm-hmm. up. And, and I could relate. And so I, of course, my brain starts going, I'm like, who was the person that made me think I su- could succeed? Who was yeah. the person that made me think I could do anything in my life? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure as hell, I'm like looking at my family models and what I grew up around. And that was tragic in some storylines. And then it dawned on me. I had this very strong impact because I didn't watch a lot of TV and I didn't watch a lot of movies growing up, but I did see Star Wars was my first movie I saw when I was four. And then the next movie I saw when I was five and it was Superman. And I gave up coloring Easter eggs, which was one of my favorite things to do to see it again. And I realized that it was Superman that made me believe that anything was possible. Wow. Okay. Is such a big reason why I kept fighting and always believing that I could do anything. Mm -hmm. So when you're speaking to kids, even, you know, 
those moments, even if they don't remember what you said, part of what this podcast is about, right? Showing people that they can do it is it makes an impact whether you realize it or not. It goes into people's unconscious mind. And when they're ready to actually make the step, that little bit of information will create a domino and grow a seed that you don't even know. So, you know, what we do to help motivate and live our purpose is so important. Totally agree. Totally agree. That's what an awesome, what an awesome connection for you. (laughs) Superman. Great. That was like, yeah, sure. Uh, you was funny is is part of my entrepreneur stuff is was the movie Field of Dreams. Oh, like you can't you know it, they doubted him the whole time, right? right? He's like, no, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. He's hearing the voice, however the voice comes to you, but it's the whole time he's hearing the voice, hearing the voice, hearing the voice, and he stuck with it. He stuck with it. He stuck with it. He built it. Yeah. Sure enough, he finished. So I just keep remembering it. Just keep going, keep going. Hear the voices. Keep building. Keep building. It's coming. I yeah. mean, they're. There's a lot of struggles with this thing starting at zero and then creating, especially as creating as big as we're getting, but it's coming. I just keep saying it's coming, not as a hopeful thing, but it's like, oh, I, I can feel it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's feel it coming. That's the like difference between hope and faith. Yes. Right. Yes. People are like, oh, I hope I'm going to make some money with this launch. But no, no, you have to believe it. You have to feel it. And that's faith. That's yeah. like that trust in yourself, that belief. And that is hell of a lot stronger than hope in people. <laughs> Maybe yes, faith and yes, bring your bring your higher power, whatever that is, into. As for yeah, you believe it. Yeah, and then the thing, the entrepreneur thing too, like faith and fear don't coexist. You got one or you got they cannot exist oh, at the same Yeah. You either have faith or you have fear. Try having them both at the same time. They don't they oh. can't sit in the same space. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh, love so that. Choose, choose one. Faith and fear do not coexist. Love that. I'm going to ask you one more question, but first I want you to tell people how to get in touch with you, what you have to offer all of the people. Tell us all the things. All the things. Awesome. (laughs) So you can find me at the website, obviously. It's empoweredfitness.com. We're on Instagram. I am. It's not E-M powered. It's I am powered. I am powered. And why is it I am powered? Because I am sounds like I am, which is a state of being. Two most powerful words in the English language. I am. What are you? I am a successful entrepreneur. I am happy and joyful and grateful today. I am. Choose your I am. So it's I am powered intentional spelling. Thank you. The things you're done on Facebook is Empowered Women's Fitness. And then the cell number on there is actually my cell. It's not just some big corporate somebody. That's the level of relationship I put on this. If you end up texting me, please text me that you you saw us on the show so I know who you are. Go to the website. There's a, there's a free core guide. So download see a free core guide is in there. Also, I think there's a like a two-for-one training special in there. There's and a glute guide in there too for the guide. people who want to have a good butt. <laughs> That's right. High, tight, and round. I get that question. Hey, can you make me a big butt? Let's see what we can do about that. I get it all the time. It's a legit question, which is great. So. Yeah, any of those you can find. If you go on Amazon, if you're interested in the book, Making Time for You is the title of the book, or you can type in Greg Lefevre. That'll pop up either way. It's on Amazon, easy download. You can download it or the other one. And then we're coming up on the 24th. I didn't put in your in your notes, but Living Empowered will be our TV show. That'll be live streamed and on demand. So coming up. 
exciting. Yes, good stuff. Good stuff happening. And for those of you that are not feeling so great at work, you're a little overwhelmed with stress. Yep. You're dealing with horrible bosses, all of those things. If you want to feel good at at work now and for your entire 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 <laughs> career, maybe switch careers. This will set you up for that. Let's have a call. Let's have a conversation. You can do that and talk to me at elevatebookacall.com. So if you all are not driving, take a moment, open up your browser, type in elevatebookacall.com or type in iampoweredfitness.com and get on that stuff now because I know we forget. We're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then we forget. So just go ahead. Do it now. Make it happen. Make it happen. So, Coach Greg, I have one question for you. Fire away. All right. That place when you and your buddy had this plan to build modern fitness center gyms like we all know them today. Mm-hmm. Way back when, before they were there, they were just grunt, big weight. Exactly. <laughs> Thinking gyms, yeah. What would you give that man? What advice would you tell that man? I would say be true to your passion. And basically what we just said, everybody else's opinion that's negative is about them. And it's not about you at all. You have a purpose. If you feel it, if you feel it. If you feel that's it, then you go and you don't let anybody else stop you. You find the people to help you, find the people to support you, push everybody else aside and just go and don't look back. They don't like it. They don't like it. That's not you. So be true to you. Be true to you. You got, you got one shot through life. Don't let other people's opinions take that from you. Yeah. That's so important. And one last little thing about that place, when you feel it, mm-hmm. when you go for it, it doesn't mean it has to be the thing that's going to be forever. Remember that flexibility piece. So yes. sometimes you feel it and it's the perfect, best, and most right thing for you now. Mm-hmm. And that will definitely open up a door for the next thing that's the perfect, right, most best thing for you. So trust yes. that. Yes, totally agree. Totally. All right. Well, thank you uh, so much for sharing your story and so sharing your cool. goodness in the world. Thank and you so much for having me. Again, honored. Appreciate you. Thank you. Much love to you and your audience. So thank you so much. Thank you. And. Remember, when you feel good about yourself and what you do, we elevate and evolve humanity. I'll see you next time on Be the Wolf, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Be the Wolf. Please take a moment to rate, share, and follow this podcast so that together we can inspire others to be the wolf.